0: Cultivation. Cultivation with Kevi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cultivation with Kevi. I'm your host, Kevi the Dreamer, and today I am joined by one of my favorite people in the world, somebody that I had the pleasure of being connected to and still am in contact with many years later, giving away our age a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm connected today with Queen Camille Davis, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Mental health is something that is very important to me, um, and I'm so excited to be able to talk about that today. Camille, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Kevi. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm really happy to be on your podcast. Um, You know, it's just great because, you know, this is something I've always looked into doing myself, so it's nice to see my friends do it. But I'm doing good, doing good, you know, just day by day, happy that, you know,
0: at Camille, I always start out with a couple icebreaker questions, mm. just to let everybody get to know my guests a little bit better. So, my first question for you, Camille, is: What is your favorite destination that you've got to visit so far?
1: Oh my gosh, um, I would probably have to say my favorite one was Cuba. Okay, it or not? Um, I can't say Jamaica because my family's from there, so that's like a given. Um. I will say it's between Cuba and South Africa. South Africa was great, don't get me wrong. It really gets like the real sides of it, even though South Africa was amazing, because you know, Africa is a place where I always wanted to go, because you know, just like where history's from. But Cuba, I'd say, is probably one of the best trips I've been on because, you know, growing up in Miami, we run a lot of Cuban people, but most of the Cuban people I grew up around, especially Miami, they're more of like the lighter skin Cubans. So going there and just seeing how like everybody in Cuba is like black. <laughs> like they're um, not even just like black but like their culture and we were with tour guides who pretty much brought us to all the local spots so like I love doing local things I like to be part of like the local culture and of course you saw the touristy stuff but it's just a great experience seeing how they live and just seeing how things are there and just you get a different meaning and understanding for Fidel Castro because I feel like growing up I learned so much negative things about him but there's a lot of people in Cuba who like really liked him Mm. and because of what he did for the poor. So it was it was great. Um, yeah, I'll say Cuba.
0: Okay. I'm going to hold on to that because, you know, I haven't used my passport yet. So that I always love to ask that question to people that are jet setters like yourself. So I love to hear that. Question number two is, what is something that is always in your purse?
1: Always in my purse. I would have to say some chapstick. I got some big lips, so they can't be out here looking cracked. So, <laughs> so some gloss or chapstick to put on my mouth. Like I have to have
0: it. So yeah. I'll Listen, and if you're like me, you're always losing your chapstick. I've never completed a, a what do you call it? Like a, I guess a thing, a chapstick. I don't know what to call it. A stick of chapstick. I've mm-hmm. never completed one in my life. That's like my life goal. Wow, <laughs> oh, That's funny. I love it. Question number three is, have you ever been able to complete any items on your bucket list?
1: Yes. Um, so Australia was okay. on my bucket list. I went to Australia. Australia is always one of the place I wanted to go to because I mean, and I, I didn't know much about it. Um, mm-hmm. but it was a place that you just see all like the creatures and the animals. So Australia is definitely one of the places I would say. And um, Bucket list, honestly, travel nursing, which is where I met you, that was one, and going back to school. So, like, a lot of the things that I've wanted on my bucket list so far, I have been able to do. But, like, Australia was like one of the main places um, to go, and also getting to Africa. So, when I got the chance to go to South Africa, I jumped on it. So, I still want to go back to like Nigeria, Cameroon. Ghana, Kenya, just from meeting people from there, Benin, Togo, all those like African countries I want to go see, but you know it's going to take forever <laughs> to see that Africa is so big, but yeah. Yeah,
0: that's amazing though. That I I can't wait for you to be able to see more of it. I can't wait myself to be able to get there. That's beautiful. Love to hear that. You got to use right, passport. Camille. So yes, I do need to use my passport actually. <laughs> Had it since 2015. <laughs> Still haven't used it in 2023. I don't know what I'm waiting on. So, everybody that's listening out there, Cultivation with Kevi is a platform for self-empowerment and mental health. That is very big to me, and that's why I love that my friend Camille here is big into mental health. Um, you know, we are both nurses, as you can see. Um, and growing up in nursing, I've been a nurse since 2010. Um, so I used to always want to avoid mental health because I felt like it was just too heavy. But look, as a nurse and in life, you learn that you can't get away from mental health. Mental health is everywhere. It doesn't matter what part of nursing you're in. It doesn't matter what part of life you're in. We are all struggling with something in life. So I love that Camille is bringing her her skills, her talents, um, what she's learned, her life experiences to mental health. My first question for you, Camille, is why do you feel that mental health is so important?
1: I feel that like mental health is important because I just feel like it just shapes who you are as a person, because a lot of things I've learned stem from childhood, which is why you are the way you are. And just in the world we live in, like I feel like just our generation, growing up in the 90s, I feel like there's so many things that have happened in our generation, <laughs> like just from mm-hmm. being anybody born, like I guess a millennial baby, Um, I feel like we just went through like different eras of a whole bunch of stuff going on and just seeing everything that people have gone through, especially with COVID. I think COVID was like a big thing when it came to like mental health, how it affected everybody. Um, I just felt mental health is just kind of, there's a stigma to it, which is why I really got into it too, because just even growing up in my family, they're very religious um, people and, you know, they're also, you know, just pray about it, pray about it. And prayer is great. You know, I believe in Jesus Christ. But, you know, there are times when, like, you're not mentally able to pray. Like, you need more than just prayer. Like, you need help and guidance. And I feel like it just was never really, mental health was never really, like, stressed as much as I wanted it to be. And I just see how it's affected me growing up and my relationships with people. And I just want to be, like, another, just another person to speak about, especially people of color. You know, being a Black woman, you know, there isn't a lot of mental health out there. I'm happy that now it's getting the recognition, but I just want to be that voice where, like, just, like, women of color, um, men of color, too. And, I mean, not just not just people of color, even, like, you know, people who are white, too. You know, it's just so much... There's such a stigma to it growing up. And you see on TV, like, anybody that has mental health issues, they're always, like, the psycho killers or somebody in a movie. Like, they, they come out as a scary person, which is why, like, a lot of older generations, like, a lot of them, they have, they have like, this... Front of talking about it because they're, they're afraid that, oh my God, I'll get fired. Because that's probably how it was back then. You couldn't talk about having anxiety or being depressed because you'd be seen as weak. And it's not. These are all part of life. Like, I feel like mental health needs to be stressed as much as any other disorder because it is a disorder. And it could really look how much people have died in the past like four years from like suicide, drugs. Like, a lot of people need help. So that's why I got into it because I, I tried to psych myself out of it. Because I was like, oh, mental health, I don't want to do that. But I just realized as being an ICU nurse for like 10 years and just seeing it, I knew that it was something I really wanted to get into. And I feel like it's very important. I just definitely want to make sure I do my job with helping people. And I know you can't help everybody. Not everybody's going to like you. But I'd rather have that one person who says, you changed my life and still have like those 10 people who feel like nothing can help them because you're just helping at least one person.
0: Yeah. So many points there that I want to hit on that just spoke life to me. I definitely want to say that you hit the nail on the head when you said prayer is important. Um, Definitely growing up in a family of faith, I relate to that. But I always like to say that God gives us the tools that we need to better ourselves. Mm -hmm. So therapists are an extension of God. A lot of people, you know how it is in the black community, especially my father, Rest in peace to him would always say, I don't need a therapist. God is my therapist. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, yes, God can, God can and will heal all, but God gives us the tools that we need to better our mental health. And I love that you said that because a lot of people do, especially in our community, they, they absolutely will just kind of it's the word that I want to use. They kind of just hold on to that as a escape to not really address it, you know, Mm -hmm. and they don't really do what they need to do to really address what their issues are. No, that's true. And I, and also another point that you said that really sticks out to me is definitely for many years, um, you know, us being nineties babies, us, we have been through a lot in our, you know, in our 30 plus years now, which really isn't that long if you think about it. But we look at what all we have come through in our lives. I I I'm thinking about this TikTok that I just seen the other day. This um this girl was talking about why Whatever we, you know, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever. I don't even know what we're considered. But uh, she was talking about what all we've encountered and why we have anxiety. She was. Oh, uh,
1: that's what I was thinking about in my head. Yeah. yeah. She She was talking about. She had, like, the braids or
0: something. Yes,
1: like, yes,
0: uh, yes. I think she's a Black
1: girl. Um, yes, uh-huh. I saw that too, and I was like, yo.
0: But isn't that is so, so cool. true? Yes. She was talking about Princess Diana, the 9-11 attacks, COVID. Yeah, all of that. The and war. That's really- the war. Yes. And then um, mm-hmm.
1: um, there, there was so, like, it's funny because, like, when she pinpointed, it's like, there are little things that I forgot that yeah. happened. Uh-huh. I was like, yo, like, this is literally everything that has happened.
0: Right. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. And we just, you know, we've just carried on like us being younger at the time. I'm sure that we, you know, I look back on my high school years and even childhood years and I can, I can remember, um, things that gave me trauma, but I'm sure that we didn't have the language then to be like, okay, this is anxiety. You know, like we were kids. We didn't, exactly have that language, but I can definitely be like, okay, this definitely gave me trauma. This gave me anxiety. So we just went through all of that stuff, Camille, and it was just everyday life for us, you know? And now, you know, post-COVID, COVID COVID just was just like an explosion, just like a bomb went off and we're just picking up the pieces. So I just think about you saying that and I just think about what all we've been through and I think about now there is a, a more recognition of mental health But we are just now getting to this place. And I feel like there's still a lot more work to do um, because and, you know, and for me personally, and I have to get out of this way of thinking. Sometimes I feel like, well, am I being weak because I'm using the excuse of that's not good for my mental health? Am I being a little fragile? But you do need to protect your mental health because if something isn't good for you, you know, then think about the effect that it's going to have if you continue to do it. So you, you you, you said a lot of things that really, for me, just hit home. Um, my next question for you, absolutely, um, is I want to talk about the effect uh, on on African-Americans mental health, because there's such a stigma, like you said, and not just with African-Americans. But I mean, that's always good. I'm, y'all, I appreciate anybody that's listening, but that's always going to be my go to because that's that's home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we just I don't know if it's in our culture. I don't know. You know, I don't know where it, it the pinpoint is, but we just don't. We don't talk about anything. We don't address it. We just like sweep it under the rug. What's, what happens in this family stays in the family that right. I've, I've heard that so many times. What do you think, what, what are your thoughts on mental health in the African-American community? And why is that so important to you?
1: So I just feel like, I feel like everything stems back to slavery. Let's just start from there, you know? Everybody knows history of slavery. I know we have this era now people are trying to like stop talking about it or call them like oppressed people, but mm-hmm. slavery happened. <laughs> right. I just feel like those years of, you know, just black people and other people of color just being like beaten, tormented, like nobody was on, your side back then, like even back then, like people were using black people as like, science experiments. Like you didn't really trust anybody because no one's really there to help you. A big thing is like the Henrietta Lacks, her cells that they used mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they never told the family they're using her cells for like cancer. Right. And, um, and then the Tuskegee Airmen thing, how they were injecting them with, I believe mm-hmm. was syphilis. Um, mm-hmm. All that stuff was going on, they didn't know. So I feel like there's these things I you know just brought down for generations like you just can't trust people um that's why a lot of people don't go to the doctor because they don't trust doctors let's just be real like most of the doctors you see are especially it's, it's better now but back then most of them when i thought about a doctor you think about a white man in a coat mm-hmm. and it's like you don't feel like you could trust them and i've had experiences too where i've gone to doctors who were white and like i'll complain about pain and my pain was not taken seriously as opposed to other people and just going up america like black woman period we have like it was like a crazy thing, and I know Serena Serena Williams touched on it. Like, we have like a three times more chance of dying. Like a black woman with a higher degree, I have a higher chance of dying than a white woman because in the hospital giving birth, because the the mortality rate is just so high. When so many times black people are used for so many things, but yet like we're not protected, and I feel like all of that stems from why mental health is like you just talk about, you know, don't say nothing to nobody because you don't want nobody to hurt you, nobody to harm you, you know, back then it's like, don't say nothing because you're going to get killed. So, I feel like a lot of that stems into it and it's just passed down from culture to culture. Like, you're seen as weak, you know, as Black people. And it kind of ties into that stigma that happens of, you know, Black women, how our stigma is like we're just like these angry, mad attitude, people, but then it's like, you have to understand where a lot of that comes from. When you're oppressed, you have to be that way to stay alive. Like you have to be, you have to have that tough exterior. Like you can't be sensitive because you have to survive because you will get killed just from walking on the street. We will get killed just from first from our skin color. So I feel like a lot of these traditions are passed down. Is it hurtful? Yes, because it affects us mentally. And I really feel like black people have way more mental health issues than anybody else because there's so much things are suppressed you know you live in a world that's against you you're seen at the bottom of the totem pole um there was a poll i saw years ago and it said like the most deemed unattractive race are i believe it's black women and asian men um and it's just kind of like you know when you feel like you're not protected like mm-hmm. you know I remember this, like growing up, you know how the whole light skin, dark skin thing, and how like you know when a black man is with a white woman, they've made it, you know. But like you can't say that about a, a white man being with a black woman because the sad part is, this, in society, there's nothing to gain being with a black woman. You know, white men at the top of the totem pole, then it's the white women who're under them. Everybody else, and it's just us. And as women, we're seen as under men, so. I know I'm probably going off on a tangent, but I just feel like it just goes, ties into mental health in a whole. Like everything stems from what we've experienced. So you just learn to kind of be tough. And I know there are things that I had to be tough about. Grow up with a single mom. You know, a lot of those emotions had to suppress because like, you know, I was taught to be strong. You can't cry, you can't do this, because you know, nobody cares about you. Life's still gonna go on. And I think it's just the hardened part to where a lot of us black people in general, because I'm going to speak as a Black person, like, you have to hide a lot of things. And I'm just so happy now, like, like, um, Therapy for Black Girls, like, all these podcasts, all these, even Black men are coming out and opening more about their mental health. It's, it's, I love it. It's very important. I just want more men to do it, because it's not just Black people. It's white men that suffer from this, too. It's white Mm -hmm. women, Asian men, Asian women, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, like, everybody just has to be more in touch with their emotion, with their with their emotions, and I feel like it's just heavy with mental health. Like there is, there's a change that needs to happen, and it needs to work. Like, even my job, my boss now is like, you know, Fridays. I don't work on Fridays. He said Fridays are our mental health days, and I love that because, like, God, I just love that I don't have to work Monday through Friday. It's Monday through Thursdays. I have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sometimes it's a holiday. You have Monday, so I just think a lot of jobs need to. Have mental health days. Cause I remember you couldn't call out for work years ago because you, you mentally weren't good. You had to literally be sick. Like they didn't understand it. But now it's starting to get better. So I hope that all ties in. To what
0: yeah, you- absolutely. I mean, like you said, like I mean, just think about as a, just think about in society and historically what all our race has been through, and then mm-hmm. you just you just break that down and you just think about generational trauma. You think about how that's just passed down and passed down, and it's just, you know, it's it's carried along, and we just carry that along, and we just, you know, I definitely understand it. And, you know, you touched on a point that I absolutely want to touch on for me as well. Um, it definitely, we, we all are human. We all are, are going through things. We all, you know, nobody has an easy life. Not even Beyonce has an easy life. I always use her as an example because she's seen as this perfect, you know, being that, you know, some people look at her as godlike that we all have anxiety we all mm. have trauma we all have something we've been through and i think like you said it's so important for black men asian men everybody to speak up because for so long especially for black men i'll say black men have been taught to suppress their emotions, you you can't say that. You can't show that. You can't show emotion. You can't cry. Black men Mm -hmm. cannot cry, especially me being a a black gay man. Absolutely not. You know, you show emotion Mm -hmm. that's weak. So it's so important to embrace your emotions because if you don't check your emotions, your emotions are going to control you. I'm you know that Camille, you know that you've known me you don't address your emotions, eventually your emotions are going to come out. So you just have to get to a place where you are comfortable expressing how you feel and not letting it control you. Because if you just go, if it goes unchecked, it's going to get to a place out of control. And I I love that you said that your job has mental health days. That's so important. I mean, yeah. Today. There's so many days where it's like mentally you don't want to communicate with people. You don't want to deal with people. So how are you going to provide service to people? So all of that is just so important. And and like I said earlier, I, I love that we're getting more so to a space in society where mental health is being addressed. I just think that we just yeah. need to keep going. We just need to continue what we're doing. yeah. It's crazy. I think it's important.
1: It's 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 important. Um I don't know why I went back to Henrietta Lacks. I believe it was cancer. Well, but I think it could I could think it could have been from for polio too, but I know she had cancer. I think she died of cancer. Um I, I remember, definitely
0: remember that story and that I remember that's I
1: believe it was cancer. She died from or she had it, but I think they used her cells to help come up with the polio vaccine, I think, and they used her tissue for like other stuff like cancer so but it's just like stuff like that but i just love how you know your platform to use it for mental health i remember we've had our own personal conversations <laughs> about yeah mental health and you know a lot of stuff that we can talk to our parents about mm-hmm. um one of my aunts in particular i remember she came to visit me when i was in california i think it was like yeah it was like yeah it was um thanksgiving of 2021 because i was still doing a travel assignment then and I remember she came by herself and I remember saying, Camille, she was like, my piece is going to stay no less than an 8 out of 10. I remember I like stole that from her and kept it. I was like, no, it's true. Like your piece should not be less than 8 out of 10 because, you know, granted things happen, but like, don't let go past that 8. Don't let go past that 80%. Don't let it get to the C. <laughs> so
0: I love that.
1: I try as I get like, yep, now, I say mm-hmm. my piece 8 out of 10. Like,
0: Yeah, I great, love 10. that. And I love I love that you brought up Henrietta Lax because I rem- I do remember that story, but I've forgotten about it. But that's such a great point. You mm-hmm. know, for that to happen to anybody is just absolutely unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and her family know, like didn't just, know, didn't find absolutely. out years later. And like the, like I said, the airman, the Tuskegee Airmen, how they were mm-hmm. like, I I believe like they weren't, they were like, you do some remember like science experiences for syphilis, like untreated syphilis. Like they made some of like they're helping them and they weren't. Um I know something along those lines, like mm-hmm. um, it was, it was, it was just, it was just crazy. Like, I don't, I don't really believe that it was literally like medical racism and abuse. So all of that ties into why I feel like a lot of like black people don't get help.
0: So to spin everything that we've talked about that we have overcome, you know, through our generation, through me and you being two successful black young mentally Healthy people that are practicing strong mental health practices. What are some of your favorite self self care um, practices that help you in your mental health journey?
1: So funny because I have like one my journal that I write in. Um,
0: okay,
1: I love to journal. I really do enjoy like um, I'm more of a reader than I am a TV watcher, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I like to read, mm-hmm. and um, I just like to like do things like even just getting my nails done, like. Getting, like, I need to get back into getting facials. I haven't done done it really since I've been here. I was in California. I was doing it every month. Getting massages. Having some girl time. I, I try. I've, I've learned that I'm really good at once I leave work, I leave it there. Like, I don't take it home, you know, because I feel like that's how people can't separate work from mm-hmm. personal life. So, I definitely try and just, like, do things at least once, like, once a week, Um, just to do something that makes me happy. Even if it's just like going out to eat, trying something new, going like exercising. That's something I'm really big on is um, exercising. So I definitely feel like I have a good way of um, dealing with it. And I have my own therapist. Her name's Renee and she's great. Um, I talk to her once a month and she's really helped me.
0: I love that. And that's all simple, inexpensive stuff that you can Mm -hmm. do. You don't have to do a full out, full blown, you know, It's easy stuff that you can just, you know. Do, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very easy, um, feasible stuff that can just be done easily that you don't have to break an arm or a leg to be able to do. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice for somebody right now that's struggling with their mental health? What would you advise them to do?
1: Well, I will first say, get over the stigma that you have. Um, It's probably a nice way of me saying to get over yourself (laughs) <laughs> in the nicest way because a lot of times we do have to get over our own internal feelings to have against ourselves because that's pretty much like anxiety. Anxiety is when like you make something more than what it is than, than when it actually happens. It's, it's nothing like how it was. Um, I'll first say like look into yourself and try and get over that insecurity you have of getting help. And definitely there's a lot of websites. Psychology Today is a website where for people to, you know, um, I think I found, I believe I found my therapist on like um, Black Girl Therapy or therapyofblackgirls.com. There's one for like Black men. There's a whole bunch of everything. You have so much access to things on the internet. So, you know, a lot of people have YouTube stuff. Like, I'll just type in like where to find therapists. And you could always like filter male, female, if they take insurance or cash pays. Like, those are like the first things. Like, first, I would say look on Psychology Today or just find. Where to find therapists online? Then I also have insurance. Like if they take insurance, you know a lot of stuff is expensive. A lot of these therapies can be expensive, so I'll say look at the cost, and look at take insurance. Find your female or male, and you can even look for people who are religious, people who who help with like some people are LGBTQ, some people are going through like abuse, um, whether it's physical, substance, mental, whichever. Um. There's always like little pinpoints. I said to start there first. I think that that's the first thing to do is like realize, like when you have to just like look into yourself and realize, yeah, I have a problem, (laughs) and I need to help get it get it fixed. Because I know a lot of people, and you know, I've had people say like, oh well, you know, my wife told me to come here. You know, my husband told me to come here. And right there, you already have that defense because you mm-hmm. do not realize that you need the help yet. So I feel like you have to get to the point where it's not forced. When it's forced, it's it's just not going to go good.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, the, it's that old saying, you have to want help to mm-hmm. get help or it's not going to work. Yeah. And I want to share a quote um, about anxiety that I love. Um. So Michelle Williams. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh yes, I, yes
1: she was. I know she had a real a lot of anxiety. Yes. Especially just being with um Destiny's Child. Like she. Mm-hmm. I remember she said something about like all like the mean things people say about her. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, but yeah, I want to hear it.
0: Yeah. Have you Have you had the chance to read her book?
1: No, and I need to. I need to do the. That's interesting. Thing is like a lot of things since I moved here to Texas. A lot of things that I used to do, I don't do as much anymore. But now I'm in a better headspace. Like I, I, really need to get back into readings. I love reading. Um, it just yeah, really reading, calms me and takes me like to my own little world.
0: Yeah, I love that you shared that because that that was a reminder for me. Reading is so therapeutic. Journaling, mm-hmm. writing your thoughts, those are reminders for me. I was secretly asking that question for myself. I gave, <laughs> I gave that away, <laughs> but let me share this quote with you. This quote is something that I love and I I wrote it on my phone because it helps me. Um, so this is from Michelle Williams, recent book, and um, mm-hmm. it's called checking in. Um, and it's about her personal um, anxiety struggles. Um, like you just said with destiny's child, with her, her very public um, breakup with her fiance um, that I think was documented on her reality show. So she was mm-hmm. very public about it. And that book, just helped me so much. So this quote, I love it. It says, anxiety is not a representation of truth. Anxiety is a representation of what we fear. It's true. Isn't that so true? That's
1: what anxiety is because when you think about it, Mm -hmm. say it one more time.
0: Anxiety is not a representation of truth. Anxiety is a representation of what we fear.
1: It's true because a lot of times when, even when I see patients or like, when you think about anxiety, you think of the the worst that could possibly happen. Right. Like, oh my God, I'm like, you know, what if I fail? What if I, what if I do this? Like you don't, when people have anxiety, you never think, oh yeah, I'm great at this. You're always nervous or fearful mm-hmm. or something. You're never positive because you're positive. You wouldn't have anxiety. Right. So that's such a good quote. It really is what you fear. Mm-hmm. And it's not the truth. And a lot of times, and the truth is like we live in a society where, you have access to everything. Like, I can only imagine what it is for these, like, what is it? Gen Z, Gen AB, Gen CD, whichever. Right. <laughs> and I just look and I just see, like, these younger generations, like, the access they have and how depression is so high and anxiety. And, like, they have so much access to, like, everything, yes. Your phone, yes. computer, like, Everything is there. Like I could and I feel like we grew up in a generation where we have Facebook, Twitter, like everything just started getting mm-hmm. big. So like this generation now, like they have so much access to stuff. And it just scares me. Yeah. How you can just look at something and the cyberbullying, it's just it's just mm-hmm. scary. How everybody has access to your life now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a excuse me. It's a lot more um just like you said, like, I just, it, it's a different way of living for these people, you know, like my, my little cousin, he's 15 years old. And I just couldn't imagine going through high school with everybody having access to me like that, you know, cause mm-hmm. it was one thing for me to go through high school and I was bullied to an extent. I wasn't bullied hardcore, thank God, and right, love right. to anybody that That's goes through right. it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, it's like, people having access to you 24 seven. And if they're hating on you saying, you know, just being mean to you for whatever reason, and they can just be mean to you and just constantly poke at you. I, I just can't imagine that, you know, and these young people feel like they have to be, you know, they have to be a part of it. They have to be, well, everybody else is on social media. So I have to be on social media. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, they feel, they may feel like, I don't want to say they do feel like, they may feel like, well, they're my classmates. We all have to be at, you know, we all have to be connected. We all have to add each other. And these people are not good for you. They're being mean to you. They're not good for your mental health. So you're giving them access to you to just literally just to just shit on you. And it's, it's, I just can't imagine, you know, it's like you said, it's a lot of pressure. It's too much access and it's just a different way of life. And it is scary. It's, it's a whole, we didn't have that. And I, I couldn't foresee that you know, for my future children, future nep current nephews, actually two young nephews who will grow into that and it's it's crazy. I know. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share? I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I love I love this conversation. I love I love love talking mental health and yeah, positivity, self-empowerment, all of that. Do what else would you like to share um as a healthcare mental health professional?
1: I would first say, you know, especially as someone who like works with like prescribing medications to people too, like I always tell people that medications aren't the fix it. They're not going to change. They're not going to fix everything. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. You know, you're still going to have your moments, but i also tell people like medications aren't the, the factor. A lot of times it's coping skills, which you get from therapy. Like I could tell, I tell patients all the time, like, you could be on this medication, but if you're like, Environment is toxic. Your work environment is toxic. Your personal life is toxic. These medications aren't going to make you feel better. A lot of people just go to medication, think it's going to like the end all be all, but no. Like you need those coping skills. I always tell people that therapy is just as important to me, even more important than taking medications. Don't go me wrong. Medications are like an extreme psychotic event. You need it, but there's something that triggers it, and you need that help. To learn to deal with those sugars, so it doesn't cause you to have that blow up. So I always tell people, like you know, do therapy. And you know, and there are people, who, there are a lot of people who are hesitant towards medication, especially because honestly, like just ourselves, like nobody wants to take medications for anything.
0: But I was, I definitely right. Was. A lot
1: of people reluctant mm-hmm. to it, and like a lot of times, you know, people don't want to take it. So like, I'm not doing good, and it's like, well, you know, you're taking medication like how you should, and they're like, no. Yeah. So I always tell people first. Because if you're already not comfortable, it's going to make you even more anxious. So I'm like, if you don't want to take it, try therapy first. And if you do therapy and you realize, hey, you know, I may need something else, then that's what it is. Because a lot of times I see patients who are like, you know, my therapist recommended me here because they do the therapy, but they realize, you know, you may need some medications. And I think you just have to, like you said, get over that fact of not wanting to take it and realize the benefit of it, mm-hmm. then do that. Um, and I'll also say, like, just... Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to speak up. Because, like you know, the more and more you hide things, hold things in, it's just just literally physically making you sick. Because, like, stress, and studies have shown that stress can literally cause sickness (laughs) and disease in your body. And, like, you want to make sure, especially in a stressful world we live in, like, you definitely find that time to don't forget about yourself and who you are. And this is whether you're married, by yourself, whichever. So... I would say those are some of my thoughts on that.
0: Very important, and I love that. Um, it makes me think of. I'm obviously as as we've said, we love self help. Um, mm-hmm. So I I love Yolanda Van Zandt. I'm a huge fan of her, mm-hmm. and I think about her show where she always said, "I'm giving you the tools." That's what I've always thought of, you know, because she used to get a lot of criticism, and she ended up stopping her show because of just the backlash, but. Mm-hmm. I felt like her show was very helpful, Fix My Life, because she was giving. But Diana, yes,
1: I love that. I like Diana too.
0: Yeah. And she was literally just, she would say this in every episode pretty much. I'm just giving you tools to help you through these situations, but the, you have to do the work, you know? And it's like when you were saying that just now, that's what I thought of, you know, don't just jump to medication to just think that that's going to just magically be the you know, whatever, some magic potion that's going to save you. You do have to do the work and you do have to address things in your life. We've all been through situations. I think everybody in their childhood has had had some kind of trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that personally... I, I like to sit down on a couch and talk to somebody. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not everybody. Sometimes, I mean, I can understand where that can be intimidating and you need to get comfortable. But I think once you get to a place where you find somebody that you can connect with and you can understand who understands you, I think that you can get over that, you know, that fear. I think that that's, yeah. you know, I think that that's very beneficial.
1: Because a lot of people who don't like it. They're like, I tried it. They're already telling me stuff I, I already know. And it's like, yeah, they're telling you stuff you already know. But, like, why are you so reluctant to not? Right. If they're telling you stuff you already know, then why aren't you making the change? So there's something that's happening. Granted, and, you know, therapy isn't for everybody. Just like medications isn't for everybody. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that, you know, you have to do what works best for you. And I know, like, therapy, a lot of people don't like Express themselves to someone that doesn't know them because you know they fear that judgment but i'll say it's better to go to someone that doesn't know you than someone that knows you because i feel like you f- you're i feel like a lot of people are more open to telling their business to someone they don't know than someone they do know not not in a bad way i mean of course i feel more comfortable talking to my friends who know me but mm-hmm. like when it's something you're going through when you tell when you're talking to someone you don't know like a therapist there's that un there's that unbiased there. It's like when this person right. doesn't know me and if they can pinpoint things that other people have told you, sometimes it takes that person for you to be like, Oh wow. Like yeah, really not just my friends who are saying this because they're my friends. They know me. This is someone that doesn't know me. That's literally telling me like, Hey, like this is the problem and we need to, and we need to work on it. So I think everybody just has to first get in touch with themselves or get over that fear first and know that finding a therapist, it, it's like, it's like building relationship. Like, mm-hmm. And I know some people like, I tried a few therapists, I didn't like them. I mean, you just give up. Cause it's like, you know, you're tired of s- saying the same thing over and over again. Or I've tried so many different medications, which I understand cause after a while it's like, I always get a reaction to it or something, but I tell people just be patient. And if you really want it to work, it's going to take time because that's how there's so many different therapists there's so many different medications out there. And what may work for you may not work for somebody else. Like we can get it right the first time and it may take like two, three, four, five, six medications to get it right the second time. So i would say don't get discouraged, but you have to do what makes you feel comfortable first.
0: Yeah. And I will share with people. It took me a couple different medications to find the right one. I am on an antidepressant. I'm, I have no shame in that. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple tries to find the right one. And it took me, like you said, Camille, taking it correctly mm-hmm. to, you know, for it to help me. So there's no shame in with anything. You have right. to just keep, you keep doing it. You keep going until, you know, you find the right thing and you find the right way that it works. True. So. All right, Camille, well, thank you so much for your time. I love you so much, dearly. Um, I hope too, that little. I hope that this episode has blessed everyone out there as much as it's blessed me. My friend Camille here, if you've loved her as much as me, she doesn't live her life on social media like mm. I do, but i do I do want to give her the opportunity if she wants to if she wants to share her social media handle. No, I, I have no
1: problem okay. um, you know sometimes I even forget my social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know when you see it um but i do wanna i do wanna be like more more on it but um it is cami c a m i underscore d seventy five um the letter d cami c a m i underscore the letter d and then the number seventy five um I don't really have a whole bunch of stuff on there but i know i do want to get more involved in like um mental health awareness um you know i've been doing the psychiatric mental health meditation thing for um over a year now it's been great um i don't regret it so i feel like and i'm i feel like i'm just learning a lot especially from the place i work now um the psychiatrist i work under um dr john nos he's great he teaches me a lot very patient so um
0: I'm just excited. I really know what to say. I'm excited for you say, too. I'm excited, I'm excited for your future because you already, I mean, you already had the knowledge and the skills, but as you, you know, you've gone through school and you've honed those skills, you're only going to grow more. So, you know, you've, I mean, we talked mental health before you even mm. became, you know, a nurse practitioner. So, um, so I'm just excited to see where it goes. I know you've already helped so many people. You've already helped me. Um, and I'm I'm sure by listening to this episode, you've helped more people. So I'm excited for you.
1: I know I'll get into, you know, when you start something and you're like, dang, people aren't going to listen to it. You're afraid people are going to watch. And, you know, you're going to have those comments, people like you or don't like you. I know I don't want to be that person where like I look too deep into what people are saying and I'm doing it because yes. this is what I really love. Yes. And that's something that I know I need to get over. I'm not afraid to say it because I feel like a lot of people, you know, you look on social media, you see all these people, all the followers, especially like the fitness people, the celebrities and you're like, oh my gosh, your life is so great. And they have their own insecurities like us. So I feel like that is something I have to get over with myself and just be like, okay, if you want to do it, just do it. Right. But I also know that that's like another job in itself. So I'm just like, I know yeah. I need to just once I feel a little more settled, I know I'm going to look into it because something I've always wanted to do and just be a voice out there. Even if it's just me, you know, going live and just saying, hey, I'm here for mental health. What do you have questions about? Just something that's to be a voice for somebody. It's why I love these platforms. You and my yes. friend Vanessa. Oh, my gosh. My friend Vanessa, she has um, a podcast, too, when she talks about mental health. I have to share you her info. Okay. Like,
0: I love she, it. She's
1: great. It's re, it's um resilient underscore Vanessa. She's okay. great as well. She talks about a lot of a lot of things about mental health. She's a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner too. We went to we went to the University of Florida together. We both went to different nursing okay. schools. Her podcast is um, find your resilience, the podcast. I feel like you I and like her that. can do something.
0: Oh, I would love that. I love <laughs> together. That. She's okay. She's
1: great. I just want to share her handle to you on um. Instagram or something, but she okay, yeah. she's great too. She does a lot about mental health. Okay. She's I was on her podcast before, and I just love just seeing this because we need it more than yeah,
0: ever. Yeah, yeah, and y'all listening out there, Camille might have her own podcast in the works to to be to be announced later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> TBA. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm excited for you, though. That's beautiful Um, and much love to your friend. I love that this is definitely things like this are much needed. Um, It's very important. And, And you know, like you said, you go in life and you just sharing what you know, just being a light of the world is just very needed, especially, you know, for people our age, people that, you know, because like you said. We look on social media, we think these people are perfect. There's these celebrities, there's these influencers, these fitness people, and they look like they have their life all together. Nobody has their life all together. That's yeah. smoke and mirrors. You know, social media can be a great tool, but it can also be very negative if we get ourselves caught up in that. And that's why I like that you said you don't want to be caught up in, you know, that negative um, mm-hmm. aspect. Cause that's me working through this very platform that we're speaking on. I've had to learn that. Um, I'm doing this for me. It's not. For numbers, it's not for anything else. It's it's to help people, and you just have to remember that for you, and True. that's that's it.
1: And I love that. For I love what you're doing, so it's great.
0: Thank you so much. Well, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been my my girl Camille Davis. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Cultivation with Kevi. And until next time, take care and God bless. K a v i.